Hi, I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks, and welcome back to Healing Quest, your healthy lifestyle show. You know, our focus is holistic wellness, and that includes things like energy medicine and integrative health and the latest in the natural options that are available to all of us to help us achieve that optimum well-being we're looking for. Well, today we want to talk about a recent study published by the Mayo Clinic that has raised some big new concerns about the use of antibiotics in children under the age of two. Researchers say babies and toddlers who received just one dose of antibiotics had an increased risk later in their childhood of having things like asthma and eczema and hay fever and food allergies. And I mean, the list goes on and on. It's celiac disease and problems with weight and obesity and even attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. It's a very long list of side effects. The scientists at Mayo speculated that these illnesses might be the result of antibiotics disrupting bacteria in the baby's gut microbiome. They said further studies are needed, but we thought a second opinion right now might be interesting. So we've uh, invited renowned microbiologist Kieran Krishnan to join us today from his home base in Chicago via Zoom. Kieran is the chief science officer for Just Thrive Health and an expert on the gut microbiome. Hi, Kieran. Hi, Kieran. Hi, Roy. Hi, Judy. Good to be with you. Good to have you with us, as always. Have you had a chance to, to look at what the Mayo Clinic scientists have published? I mean, it looked like a, a really good-sized study. Yeah, it, it, in fact, it's it's a really good size study, but it's not the biggest of this type of study as well, and it's not the first. Mm. Um, so, well, let's let's mention this study first, and then uh, I'll, I'll make sure to mention there's others that are even larger studies that have proved the same thing. Um, but this was around fourteen thousand five hundred patients. The the major focus of this study over others in, that have been done in the past of, of similar scope. Uh, was that they really focus on what happens with uh, risk of disease when antibiotics are used below the age of two, right? And, and, and that's an interesting thing because you could look at the, the, what the effect of antibiotics have on kids of different ages, you know, whether you look at one to seven, one to six, one to five. And then in this case, they really wanted to go in deeper and look at what happens uh, before the age of two. So it's a, it's a really well done study. There's a lot of awesome information to learn from this study, even beyond just the, the, the cursory view of, yes, antibiotics can have a huge long-term impact on the child's health. You know, so there, there's a few things for us to unpack here. Well, yeah, I think they also said that uh, the antibiotics, even just one dose, that's, that's what really caught our attention, could have disrupted bacteria in the baby's gut, causing problems with metabolism and body composition and development of their nervous and immune systems. So all of that with just one dose of antibiotics, I mean, that is scary. Yeah, absolutely, because... You know, the decision has to be made, right? Both between the pediatrician and the parent um, does what the child, uh, what the child is suffering from at the moment, does that really warrant the use of antibiotics? Because one of the big issues here, um, and there's a few things I want, I want to mention that's really important to unpack from this kind of study. One of the big issues here is we have to take a much more serious look when we actually decide to use antibiotics. Because even the CDC estimated a number of years ago that upwards of 50% 
of the antibiotic prescriptions are are for no no uh, good sound reason. A lot of times it's for viral infections, mm-hmm. and and we know antibiotics don't work for viral infections. But if you talk to a pediatrician, pediatricians are under pressure oftentimes from parents to prescribe something when their child is in pain, and I can completely understand that. You know, I, I've, I have little children and when they're sick and they're in pain, their ears hurt and so on, you just want something to make them better. And it's very hard to hear from your doctor that it just has to run its course, right? You just don't want to hear that. So you want a pill, you want to give your child something. And that's the part that, that the population at large needs to start realizing that yes, it may or may not help and likely won't if it's a viral issue, but it could have long-term consequences. I saw the reference to penicillin in, in the study because it's one of the most commonly prescribed antibiotics. And it's like, um, it feels like we all grew up with penicillin. It was this really safe thing. How much research has been done now about the problems with antibiotics and, and things like penicillin in the gut microbiome? Yeah, and so the, there's a there's a pretty good body of research. You know, I, I mentioned this is not the first study of its kind. Um, sometime last year, there was a study published with 790,000 patients, right? So this is 14,500, which is good. 790,000 patients, this was done through uh, military families, and they monitored um, the use of antibiotics and then the risk over time with kids with developing conditions. And that was uh, somewhere around a 10, 12 year study, right? So it's a massive study. And again, it reaffirmed that exact notion that the, when kids take antibiotics early on in life, it dramatically increases their risk for allergies, asthma, and, um, and allergic type of skin conditions. That was a focus in that study. And, uh, and what that study and this study both showed was that dosing also has an effect, right? So um, whether it, if, it's, if it's one uh, course, it has a negative impact, but if the child is undergoing multiple courses, then it has an even more profound impact. So there is a dosing connection here as well. So that says volumes as well, because you know what we really have to do is become really careful about how often we're using antibiotics and how much. You know what what are we using it for? And more and more studies are coming out showing that antibiotics can impact the gut microbiome uh, in a very significant way for up to two years. Um, you know, and, and here's a really important aspect of this particular study is they focus on children under the age of two. Why is that critical? Well, because uh, until about the age of three and a half, your microbiome is going through this crazy turnover phase where you haven't really established your permanent microbiome or at least what would be your signature microbiome, right? So uh, in that phase in life, it is quite easy to create a detrimental effect forever or create a positive effect forever in the child's microbiome because the microbiome is still being established at that time. For an adult, for one of us to take an antibiotic, it'll have a negative impact, but it won't be as severe from a long-term perspective for us because our microbiomes are to a certain degree established already. It'll, it'll mess it up temporarily, but if we do the right things, it'll come back pretty quickly. But for a child at two, when the microbiome is still under development, you can have profound impact by just a little bit of a negative 
product like a, like an antibiotic. Oh, thank you. That is so important to understand. If you're just joining us, I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks, and you're listening to Healing Quest. And we're speaking with microbiologist Kieran Krishnan on a new study from the Mayo Clinic linking a number of really serious illnesses in childhood to babies and toddlers who were given antibiotics before the age of two. So, Kieran, do you, do you think probiotics could have an impact on this by helping the gut microbiome of those, those little ones stay healthy? Yeah, I, I think probiotics can become a powerful solution because here's the inevitability of all of this, right? Is that for most kids, at some point, you're going to have to take an antibiotic and it's and it's going to be important for your health and, and to save your life, right? If, uh, uh, of course, 50% or more of antibiotics are, are prescribed unnecessarily, but there are lots and lots of reasons why you will need to take an antibiotic at that time to potentially save your life. So the question is, can we completely get away from antibiotics? We can't. And because we can't completely get away from antibiotics, then we need to have tools in our tool bag to be able to help recover the gut or protect the gut to a certain degree during the course of antibiotics. And there's lots of studies showing, um, you know, antibiotic-associated diarrhea, which is a really uh, prevalent condition in kids when they take antibiotics. And that's a symptom of the gut microbiome getting messed up because of the antibiotics that probiotics can actually help with antibiotic-associated diarrhea. In fact, our team did a study on antibiotic-associated diarrhea and using the spore-based probiotics, for example. What we showed is that um, using the spore-based probiotics, we were able to significantly protect the gut uh, from that condition of antibiotic-associated diarrhea. Now, we've also published a study, um, and this is on a, on a, a GI model because this is kind of hard to study in kids, actually. We published a study showing that um, the damage that the antibiotic did to the gut microbiome and the lining of the gut microbiome, the leakiness of the gut microbiome, we were able to start reversing that even within a seven-day period by putting in the spores um, and, to, and start recovering the damage that has occurred. Now, contrast to that, there was a study by the, in the, by the Israeli Academy um, a couple of years ago that showed that a lot of these kind of conventional multi-species, uh, multi-strain probiotics, the, the what I call kitchen sink formula probiotics, they actually can slow down the recovery of the microbiome because those probiotic bacteria are going in and they're competing with your native bacteria for the binding sites and so on, you know, versus what the spores do, which is what they go in and they facilitate the regrowth of some of the, of your commensal bacteria. Well, how early can children be given probiotics? You know, we work with, with, with kids of all ages. We've uh, given kids as early as one or two weeks old. Really? Um, if they've gone through, um, you know, stressful birth, if they've gone through uh, mom had group B strep and they were, they were on IV antibiotics, for example, we, we, we have doctors that will, will give kids of that age uh, probiotics. So, um, you know, there's the probiotics, the great thing about them is, is in general, they're, they're pretty safe. They're relatively safe. And so um, there's little risk of giving probiotics to kids. And um, if you're going to give a kid an antibiotic, it's always good to recommend a, um, a probiotic as well. At the same time? You know, if the right probiotic, for example, with the bacillus spores, you give it at the same time. Yes. Um, your, your typical conventional uh, probiotics 
will be killed off by the antibiotic as well. And so in that case, you might want to space it out to hope to get some functionality out of them. But uh, with the spore-based probiotic, you could do it at the same time. Yeah, I was just going to say it's really important to to note here for our listeners that we're not talking about any probiotic can have this benefit. There's a, the spore-based probiotics that you guys at Just Thrive have really researched um, are, are, the, are the key ones that actually will make it through because even though these even though we're talking about a little digestive system, the probiotics still have to get through the stomach and survive the bile salts in the intestine to go to work. Isn't that right? That's exactly right. Yeah. You know, and they really aren't designed to make that journey and, and, and be successful in that way. So if you're, if you're going to be exposed to an antibiotic, you really need to feel good that the probiotic you're taking is actually going to go in there and have a positive effect. Because as is illustrated in this study, if you don't combat some of the damage and some of the uh, disruption that the antibiotic does to the gut, especially in a, in a child, it has long-term consequences. And here's another really interesting thing about this study. When you look at it the other way, um, this study does instill a little bit of fear and use of antibiotics. It does, it does make us aware that it's not risk-free to just, you know, fill a prescription antibiotics and take it, especially when it comes to children. But it also shows all of the things that the microbiome controls, right? So all of the things that got disrupted in these kids because they've had antibiotics, things like, um, you know, celiac disease, ADHD, asthma, obesity, all of these things. And these are all seemingly unrelated conditions, right? ADHD and obesity may not be related from a symptomatic and, and the way the conditions express themselves. Um, same thing with asthma and obesity it may not be related in that sense, but all of these things can occur just by disrupting the microbiome, which goes to show how, how important a healthy microbiome is to all aspects of your health and wellness. It's not just digestive health, right? It's everything. Every aspect of the function of your body requires a healthy microbiome. So I think another way to look at this study is parents need to realize how important it is to focus on things that are good for your child's microbiome. Well, uh, that is so important. Thank you so much for sharing that information. I, I, have a, I have a quick question, though, with the little ones. Can you just uh, open up the, the spore-based probiotic that's in a capsule and put it into food or, or beverage? And would it be the same dose that you would give an adult? Yeah, that's right. You absolutely could. And um, you open it up, you pull the capsule apart, you mix the powder into any kind of food or beverage. Uh, the probiotics are stable in, in any of those, any food or beverage format, cold or hot, it doesn't matter. Um, and the dose of the, if the child's over the age of one, you would give them a full uh, capsule, regular uh, adult dose. And, and if the child's under age of one, we, we say usually use around half a cap or so, um, you know, and always uh, check with your pediatrician as well, you know, so that you, your, your doctor is comfortable with it. And, and here's the good news about pediatricians. I'm finding in, in my, uh, when I speak at conferences and I engage with doctors, more and more pediatricians are the discipline of, of physicians that are becoming a lot more um, open and understanding of the impact of, of antibiotics, right? Because, they, they, when they start to see this kind of data, when they start to see that early antibiotic use has all of this profound health implications later on, they're going to be seeing that kid from when the kid is born all the way till the kid is 18. They're actually going to see the manifestations 
of their prescription of an antibiotic early on in that kid's life, right? When the kid is eight, nine, 10 years old and developing really bad asthma and eczema and all of these things, they will see that and part of their brain knows that, wait a minute, that's probably because of the penicillin I gave them for what was a cold, what turned out to be a cold back when they were two years old. And so pediatricians are becoming really um, open-minded to the idea that if I have to write an antibiotic prescription, um, I'm going to recommend a, a probiotic. And, and pediatricians are recommending parents to look at a probiotic when they, when they fill an antibiotic prescription. Are they, look, are they suggesting spore-based? You know, unfortunately, no, they don't know much about spore base yet, uh, but that's part of my job, right? And uh, now they are recommending to look for probiotics that are stable in antibiotics. That is one thing that they're saying. Now, they don't have any specific recommendation, and so it's kind of left up to the consumer to go out there and figure out what that is, but they do mention that. They do mention that your conventional probiotics are probably going to get killed off by the antibiotics as well, right. so look for something that's stable in the, in the presence of antibiotics, and we're here to tell everyone that uh, you know one of those key options are sports. Yeah. That's great. Well, so so all you moms out there that are with all the best intention giving the little gummies... They're probably not doing much to help them, right? You know, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I mean the little chewable yeah, probiotics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's it's easy. It's convenient. It's nice. You know, but it's not really doing much. <laughs> it's not doing the job. Yeah. Oh, it's, wow. it, it. I know it takes a little bit more work to to take a capsule and pull it apart and mix the powder into food, but it's absolutely worth it because you need whatever you do. You should be doing something that's going to be positive and effective. Thank you, Kieran. We've been speaking with Kieran Christian. He's the chief science officer for Just Thrive Health about how probiotics might help deal with the damage that was actually caused by antibiotics when they were given to children under the age of two. And you can find out more about the spore-based probiotics we've been discussing at JustThriveHealth.com. That's JustThriveHealth.com. So one big takeaway for us is it's important to start, uh, and frankly, if you've got a little one, whether or not they've had antibiotics at all, uh, it's a really good idea to start giving them probiotics early on to give their gut microbiome the best chance of developing strong and being healthy because that part of our body, the gut microbiome, is essential to every function, almost every function our entire body performs, including digestive and immune systems. Up next, we're going to take a trip into the forest, and we're going to talk to you about forest bathing, what what it is, and why it might be really good for you. And don't forget, podcasts of this and other Healing Quest shows are available at our website, HealingQuest.tv, and please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Healing Quest. I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks, and you're listening to Healing Quest on iHeartRadio. Radio. 